Hello and welcome to the very first episode of the Read to Know podcast. The very first episode where the goal is to actually remember what you read. I am here with my good friend, Chris Yarber. What's up, man? Hey, how's it going? I'm excited to do this. I know. This is going to be kind of fun. It is. Uh, I've never done a podcast before. No, Have me you neither. ever done them? No. All right. Well, then this is going to be interesting for both of us. It is. Um, first off, I just want to talk about a little bit behind why even we started this thing and why we even decided to do this. Um, partly for our own benefit, but we thought we figured we might as well share this with everyone else because they might find some value in it as well. Yeah. So where I got this idea, actually from a Jordan Peterson Instagram post, an Instagram post from Jordan Peterson. Yeah. So shout out to Jordan Peterson. Thank you for this Instagram post. So this is his advice to someone who wants to become a better learner. He says, read and then put down the book. Then summarize what you have read. Don't look at what you're reading when you summarize. You have to practice recalling, not just repeatedly exposing yourself to the same material. You're practicing remembering. So he goes on a little bit more, but that's the kind of the gist of it. So I was I was reading that Instagram post. I was looking at that post and I was wondering, you know, okay, like that's good information, but like how do I actually actualize this? How do I make right. it? How do I turn it into actually something? Right. So that's when I was thinking, okay, do I just read a chapter of a book and then I go and talk to myself in the mirror like through the through the, you know, chapter or whatever? I was like, no, that's kind of weird. I don't want to do that. And then I was thinking, okay, so I need to get someone with me and get someone maybe who reads the same book as me and we just go through it together. And we and we kind of one off, you know, each take turns kind of doing that. And I was like, okay, well, if I'm going to go through all that trouble, I might as well record it and then put it out there uh, anyway for the for anyone else who wants to follow along and listen. So that's what that's what we're doing. Um, and if people want to join in, if they want to read the book as well, then that's great. Yeah, um, please do. They can do that as well. We'll take a chapter at a time of a book, any book that interests us or we feel like we want to read, whatever. Right. We you know, we don't have many rules for this. This is not, uh, uh, nothing's set in stone. No. We're just kind of going with the flow here. No. But um, we're starting with The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Stephen Covey, which is actually, sadly a book that I have started reading, but I never finished. And that doesn't usually happen. I usually finish books. Yeah. I'm not a person who starts books and then didn't finish them. So right. I don't remember. It was like a year or two ago. So I don't remember exactly why I stopped, but eventually I just stopped reading. So I'm picking you back up. Yeah. And I'm starting from the beginning. Well, it's a great book. No matter where yeah. you're at, no matter where you're at in life, I mean, it's it's a great book. Whether you're in a position of leadership, just starting off, like you are right out right out of college and starting with your job, or with me working a couple years now into a job, um, not very much experience. Any place that you are at in life, it's it's a great book, and the habits that we're going to talk through these uh, through these podcasts is going to be great for anyone to know, really. Yep, because you've actually you've read this book before in yes. its entirety. Yes, it was the first book that they recommended to me in a leadership course that I took in college, and I wouldn't be surprised if just about every leadership course in college tells you to read this book <laughs> first, because uh, a lot of leaders out there will tell you that. Mm-hmm. So, yep. All right, so how this is at least going to look for today, we might change it up as we go, but for today, what we're going to do is we're going to just talk about the book, the first chapter, which is in part one, actually, it's part one. They're not labeled chapter one and chapter two in this book, but it's part one, and it's called Inside Out. Yep. 
that's the that's the chapter that we're looking at today. Yes. So we're gonna just kind of practice remembering mm-hmm. in a sense, and we're just gonna have a conversation about it. It's gonna be kind of loose, you right. know. Um, but just remembering as much as we can from that chapter, discussing it. Right. And then we'll go back and pick up the book and maybe flip through a couple lines or quotes and things that we want to highlight and take a look at. Right. Yes. And for those listening to this and not watching, we don't have the book in front of us right now. We will pull it up later. <laughs> trust, us. We're, trust us. We're not cheating. We don't have it in front of us. And we're doing this in this podcast. And of course, the purpose, as you stated, is for us to uh, actualize remembering what we read because you and I both read a lot of books and there are a lot of people out there who read a lot of books throughout the year and some of them like myself and like you pride ourselves on how much we how many books we read in a year that's something we actually brag about Um, (laughs) I do anyway and so and so but it's not just about you know you can read all these books but remember nothing and so this is a great thing if you're listening to this podcast and especially as we're in this quarantine time and a time of social distancing as we start this podcast I think this is a great thing for friends to do with one another is to say, oh, yeah. hey, what book interests you? You know, we both like to read. We have that common interest. That's one reason why we're friends. Why don't we pick up a book together, then put it away and talk about, you know, a couple of pages out of it or a chapter, whatever. So. Right. Yeah, exactly. That's a, a great thing to do. It kind of also lets you talk about what's in it and just kind of brings it alive a little bit. Yeah. A little bit more than just reading it. Oh, I read it. And right. then so hopefully that this helps. Hopefully that. Um, us doing this not only like, uh, you know, makes its benefit to us. We're doing it as a benefit for us. Honestly, it's almost, it's almost, it's a little bit selfish in a it sense is. that it, it, this is for us. It is. But if anyone else finds this valuable or anything too, then they can uh, join in and uh, follow along yeah, and uh, never know. have some fun with it. So anyway, and actually, you know, what's funny is that he mentions something similar to that. And I think it's in the introduction or the or the preface, not the inside out chapter, but he yes. says something to the fact, and I and I underlined it because it was literally almost a, a paraphrasing, a different way of saying exactly what Jordan Peterson said. Mm-hmm. He was saying, "It's not good to just read and then to move on. No, you want to read with the intention of remembering what you read, and then not also remembering but applying it. Because if it's not applied, then it's not even remembered. It's right. not even worth remembering if it's not applied. Right." Right. And I would say for most of the books that I read, and in fact, I've gotten out of the habit of reading and I've gotten the habit of listening to books as we've talked about (laughs) before. And so I am listening to the seven, you know, habits here, not, not just, uh, I, I am reading it, not just listening to it, which reading I think does help with memory and actually looking at it while listening to it. If you don't like to read, but listening to it and looking at it at the same time helps with memory as well. But oftentimes I've noticed if I just listen to a book in a day, maybe it takes four hours to listen to. And I listen to that in a day. I'm lucky if I remember one thing from it. So again, another reason why this is important can be helpful. Yep. Very true. So, all right, I guess let's just get right into it. Inside out. Uh, From what I can remember, (laughs) (laughs) which may or may not be much, we'll see and hopefully get better at this as we go. This is a practice thing. It is. Right. So we're going to be, we're not going to be that great at first, I'm sure. But hopefully over weeks and weeks of doing this, that that we'll actually be better at remembering the first time we read things and not just the second or third time. Right. So um, the biggest thing that stood out to me in the inside out chapter is obviously the paradigm shifts. It kind yes. of seems to me like that first chapter is broken in half a little bit, that the first half is kind of paradigm shifts. And then the second half is character. It's character. basically character yes. based. Yes. So, um, 
um, and he was talking about principles, which is ideal because you can't change the, uh, you know, you can't have a paradigm shift without knowing the principles that guide those paradigm shifts. Right. Right. But okay, first uh, let's uh, let's talk about the paradigm shifts because I think that's an important topic that's discussed before you even get to the to the habits. We haven't even touched. He hasn't even mentioned no. any of the habits. Yeah, at this all. this first podcast will not cover any of the habits whatsoever. Zero so habits. <laughs> if you're wondering are we summing up the book in uh this one episode? No. Literally just the first part inside out. Yeah. And then we'll get to the habits. But yeah. Yeah. And which is huge, the paradigm shifts. And I honestly think that it could be looked it could be overlooked, mm-hmm. right? Compared to the habits that people are just like, oh, let me just get to the habits. Right. But the paradigm shifts and understanding that actually gives way to implementing the habits, right? right? No matter right. what they are. Right. And it was very interesting. The the stories that he put in there were also yes. very gripping. Like the one talking about his how he dealt with his son and his uh, learning and... Uh, um, um, growing in in school and mm-hmm. in socializing and all that, right? Um, and then also the one where he talks about he was in the subway with his with uh, he was in the subway and there was a man who was just sitting there reclined in his seat with his eyes closed and his kids were running crazy doing crazy things to to other people other strangers mm-hmm. in the subway and he was upset and frustrated and. Uh, and he was like, why is this guy just sitting here and not doing anything about his kids? His kids are acting crazy. Right. And, and he taps him on the shoulder and he's like, Hey, do you think you could do something about your kids? And he's like, Oh yeah. And, uh, he's sorry. I didn't even notice my wife just passed away and we're on our way home from the hospital. My wife just passed away. And he, and Stephen Covey in a book, he was like, Oh my gosh. He's like, I feel like such a terrible person right now. Right. Like, cause he didn't know. And it, that's the, that's the thing about those those paradigm shifts is that based on the way you look at situations and you look at things can affect the meaning to them. Yes. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. And that's anything, anything with, and especially when he's talking about habits, right? So, and even I'm like, how does that, I'm trying to think of, I'm trying to, while I'm reading this, I'm trying to think of ways that maybe I've experienced a paradigm shift already, Mm -hmm. you know, in my life. And I think, Probably the biggest thing and most recent thing for me is just when I started working out, right? Because yeah. let's be honest. I'll be honest with you. I stepped to a, into a gym one time mm-hmm. in 20 years of living. <laughs> in 20 years, I only stepped in, into a gym one time. Yeah. And, and of course, I would try to, you know, work out or do some home workouts or do something, you know, or, and then I would start going to the gym and I wasn't ever consistent Mm-hmm. And and I'd never even wanted to go to the gym up until, you know, I was 20 or 21 because I didn't feel like I would feel out of place. I didn't feel, you know, like that wasn't where I belonged or, you know, I just felt right. out of place there. Right. But it wasn't until I started going and I began to change the way I thought about the gym. Right. Right. And it was a paradigm shift that happened. It was a slow change and it wasn't anything I was necessarily 100 percent conscious about. But it did happen. I started looking at the gym differently. Right. And then it got to the point where I felt like I wasn't out of place at the gym. Right. right? I am some I am someone who works out, and that was an identity that I began to uh, attach myself to. Right. And even to the point now where the gyms are closed and we can't we can't no. go to the gym and work out. No. I'm still forcing myself to work out, even on days that I don't want to. 
and it's it's not because of my willpower because right. I don't want to work out, but I think my you know my my paradigm regarding working out has shifted to a point where I'm a person who works out, so that's just what I do. Yes, it's not a willpower thing for me, even though I don't want to work out sometimes. Right, I still do it because that's just now who I am. Right, that's how I see the world. Right. Yeah, I think uh, one thing, and and for those of you who are listening to this, and you've used the word paradigms a lot because that's what's covered that's what in this first about, inside yeah. out, right? I, I love one thing that makes Stephen such a powerful writer. At the same time, is because he he breaks even that word down into the s- simplest of terms, right. and as you mentioned with those stories, connects it to something emotional that draws mm-hmm. us deeper into the subject. And so um, he talks about paradigms. If if you may be a little unfamiliar with with that term, as he he uh, kind of puts it in line with a map, like the map of Chicago is what he is yes, what I remember yes. him talking about. And we'll get into the specific paradigms and what they what the names he gives them and stuff are. Because again, we're practicing retaining, and I don't want to get the names wrong. Because now, as I'm listening <laughs> to you, the whole time I was thinking to myself, "Gosh, can I remember it and impress else? you with the names <laughs> of the paradigms?" And so we'll get to that. Uh, but that's just part of retaining, you know, practicing that. But um, he he breaks it down to you know, a paradigm is kind of like a map. It shows you where where you are now and where you want to be. And that's exactly what these seven habits as we go through this book is going to do for us. It's it's building those seven habits. It's building these certain things in our life to get us from where we are to where we're going to be. Right. But it takes a shift. It takes, you know, mm-hmm. opening up that map, following it and getting to your destination. And so that's one thing that stuck out to me about the paradigms that mm-hmm. I really enjoyed reading. Yeah. 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 Um so then if I remember correctly, you, he moves from the paradigms to actually going further into talking about the the character elements of it and the yes. principles, right? And and that's another interesting thing too is that those paradigm shifts have to be attached to a principle. Yes, right. And habits are not what make or make or break you, mm-hmm. right? And you trying to form a habit will not work unless that shift happens yes but that shift has to happen that shift that needs to happen has to be attached to a principle yes and which is a (laughs) that's very that's a very like a broad um, it's very philosophical sounding yes yes yes, exactly but but when you think about it and try and break it down it really starts to make sense yes you know what i mean because it's the same thing like the like i said i keep going back to the gym thing just because that's something that um, that uh, you know kind of resonates with me um, as of recently, mm-hmm. and thinking about it. But you know, you can try and build the habit of going to the gym, but until until you make that mental shift, it's more difficult for that to actually. You can't. It's hard to make that stick. Right. And that's not just for that's not just for like gym or eat, eating healthy or whatever. But it's for everything, and especially the habits that he's talking about. But it's for any habit that you want to, or how any habit that you want to. Um, start doing and then also any just behavioral change that you want to make in yourself yes yes but, uh, yeah i i he just as you're connecting to the gym in this inside out he kept making connections to his son especially early on right and one one thing that i like about this dealing with this paradigm shift in the in these principles um starting off is at a time in his life he had to realize okay i'm trying to make my son just like everyone else, right. instead of seeing my son for who he who he is, mm-hmm. um, and that was really the principle that began in him, 
and and then after that, after that principle, and after he started making these shifts, as we're going to talk more in detail here in a little bit, um, he was able to see change in his son that he was not able to see doing what he was doing before right. with trying to make him act a certain way and be a certain way. And so, uh, again, that's that's you know that's the picture that sticks in my mind when we talk about these principles, right, right, because of the personal connection. Yeah, for sure. And that going you know even farther with that. Uh, you know, as we as we continue to talk, actually, more and more of what I read in the yes. chapter is coming back, to and me. that's the point of talking it out with one yes. another. Grab a friend, talk about it, because <laughs> it it will come more will come to you. Yeah. But I'm glad it's coming to you because yeah. not much is coming to me right now. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. We probably you know we'll have our we'll have our moments. Yeah, we will. Us. But you know, jumping onto that personal note and what he also talked about in those last couple um, last couple sections mm-hmm. of this chapter was the. You know, of course, the name of the chapter "Inside Out" is why he's calling it an "Inside Out" transformation. Yes, is because a lot of times, and myself included, and you know, I think we all tend to look at uh, a problem or something, some kind of situation that we're in, a problem or whatever, and we like to focus the 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 problem, the solution to the problem is outwardly is yes. what our is our normal intuition. Yes, right. Uh, but that's not what he's saying. He's saying that the solution basically to every problem that we come into, that we face in life, is actually the solution is inward. Yes. Inside out. Yes. That's the whole point of the right. this chapter. And that's a and that's really a hard thing. It's an easy thing to say. It's a hard thing to actually live by. Yes. <laughs> right? It is. And, of course, the, I have moments where I do think, you know, I think I self-reflect and I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, you know, this problem, this is probably because of me. What do I need to do to fix it? Right. And what are, or what do I need to change in myself to right. make this better? But I still have, like, there are definitely times where I'm like, man, if they would just get their stuff together or, <laughs> you know, something like, you know, I'm just making an example, but, you know, I, there are times where I'm like, man, if that would just fix itself or this was different out here and that was, then everything would be fine. My life would be fantastic. Right. You know what I mean? But that's not really the solution. No. And that's not, that's not helping anybody and it's not helping yourself. Yeah. Actually, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And if we focus on on hey, you know, okay, so there's this situation or problem that arises in my life. What looking inwardly, what do I need to do? You know, whether it's a, a character change or do I need to look at this in a different light, right? And or what what needs to be done that I can make this situation better myself personally. Right. And you know, what am I causing, what am I bringing to the situation that might be the reason for the problem, right? That's basically yes. what he's looking at. With the, when he's talking about his son and how he relates to his son because all those these other parents' eyeballs are on them and how their son's not fitting in, their son's not doing this and that. He comes to the realization that maybe it's, maybe it's how I think about my son and how I look at him that is actually the problem of the situation. Right. Not, not his son and right. not the parents, not the other parents, right? But maybe it's how he thinks and looks and feels about his son, right? And that's the kind of like I think that's kind of like the winning attitude, yeah. to like any problem or any right. situation. But it's like I said, it's easier said than done. Yes, it is. Yes, and this is why these habits he specifically calls are for highly effective people, right? Because oftentimes what we see in highly effective people is or for those that some would count as highly effective, is oftentimes when they look at a situation, they first ask themselves, okay, what can I do different? What can I do better? Instead of just looking at other people and blaming other people for problems that clearly you 
uh, may, you know, have control over. And so that's why I think he, you know, entitles this book highly effective people and starts off with this. And, and this is one reason why, um, I think as we talk these books out, especially if you, you know, grab this book or another book and start talking with a friend, you'll find that this becomes a lot more than just retaining information, but actually turns practical in, as we evaluate these paradigms, you know, we're going to ask the question, okay, how can we make these changes in our lives and how can we make them stick as well so that it becomes more than just reading a book, um, but actually doing what comes out of that knowledge that we receive from reading. For sure, for sure. Not just, again, it's great to remember, right? but how can we also make this practically applicable to our lives? Right. Right. Because again, like he, Stephen Covey says in the, in the introductory, like, chapter or section is it's not just good to remember and it's not just good to read it's not just good to remember but you have to apply what you've learned otherwise it's not even worth doing right. so anyway is there anything else that you remember anything else that you want to talk about um before we uh crack open the book here there is not i'm ready to crack open the book because i don't want to say anything wrong all right <laughs> <laughs> all right and then with that being said let's let's go ahead and open this book up all right All right, so we're back now, and we have the books in front of us. I have the physical book because that's kind of my style. Chris, you got the uh, you got the Kindle version. I'm a Kindle guy, <laughs> and I like reading it on my computer. I don't actually have any other, like, not an iPad or a, yeah. any Amazon product to read it off of. But no, I like. So you it sit off down. It's computer. like, all right, sit down. Time to read. Let me open up my laptop. I do. That's the way. Yes. To do it. And I told you this before we started, but I actually got the infographic right. edition on Kindle, yeah. which for me, if you're <laughs> someone who likes to have pictures, I like to have pictures mm-hmm. and it helps me understand a little bit more. Uh, so which is going to help with our conversation here in a little bit about these paradigms you kept mentioning. There we go. So we go. if you want to see the infographics, yes. you're going to have to watch the video. Yes, you is are. basically what we're saying. Yes, pretty go much. Go to YouTube and find the video. Yes, go to YouTube, <laughs> find the video. Right. All right. Uh, <laughs> so um, you talked about these two paradigms and so I wanted to mention them and then you're going to go a little bit more in depth. But pretty much what Stephen Covey did was he did a lot of research and found that when it came to success, people from the year 1776 to 1926, all of hundreds of years, that time period, um, what was focused on was the character ethic is what he calls it as the foundation of success. And so, again, this book is talking about highly effective people, success, and so the character ethic was what was written. And so the character ethic has to do with integrity, humility, it has to do with temperance, it has to do with justice and patience and modesty and the golden rule, you know, treat others the way you want to be treated. And so that's what was focused on. And then we're going to see the shift after 1926 when we get into the personality ethic. But that's what people wrote on. Uh, uh, it, between 1776 like, and 1926. What do you need to do to be successful? Those was that's what they said. Right. Focus right. on your character. Right. Right. Since we're talking about inside out, focus on your character. Right. And then you will become more successful just through being right. pretty much a better person morally. Yeah. 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 Which and then it has shifted as what yes. he says here, and he said it's shifted to something that we might call the personality ethic. Yes. Right. Yes. You which right. took place from. Which was written about really post World War One mm-hmm. to present day is right. we mostly see the personality ethic, which is like right. um, 
at first it was seen kind of as, especially at, right after World War One, like your public image, you know, your attitude, and behavior, skills, and techniques. Right. So a lot of things, instead of inwardly character, personality things that people see just like they see your personality, you know, they saw those things. Today, the personality ethic is really seen more as like human and public relation techniques. Oftentimes, uh, has to do with like a positive mental attitude, and so that's really what the personality ethic is describing today. Yeah, 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 and that's definitely true. Like, it is definitely there are a lot of things discussing personality ethics out there. Like there are, you go to the bookstore, there are books on books on books on books on how to, how to speak, how to communicate, how to, um, how to, you know, get your boss to like you or whatever, you know, Mm -hmm. and not just books, but like YouTube videos. I mean, there are YouTube videos after YouTube videos after YouTube videos on people talking about how to be charismatic, how to, how to, how to talk to women, how to, you know, how to impress your boss, how to, you know, um, get ahead in life or like positive mental, like, you know, how to, um, you know, you know, think better so you can actualize your, your dreams or what, you know, what have you, you know, there's all that kinds of stuff out there. And, and what he goes on to talk about through this is that those aren't really bad things. No. There's nothing wrong with there's nothing wrong with getting better at talking to people, getting becoming more charismatic, right. you know, learning how to communicate and um and uh, understand people better. Right. But the problem is when it's that's the primary goal of how to become successful. That's right. like the primary factor in success is you know when people think that that's the case then that's where they can maybe find some issues. Right. Right. And um I mean it's definitely true. I've read books that have uh, that are that talk about like having good mental attitude or you mm-hmm. know thinking the what you you know thinking about what you want to become or you know whatever, you know, those type of things which aren't bad, but they shouldn't be based on what Stephen Covey is saying, they shouldn't be the primary thing to focus on, right? right? He says, I underlined it here, but these things are secondary, not primary traits yes. of success. Yes. Right? Yes. Um, which is really interesting because, you know, I think a lot of people, especially in today's day and age, that that's not what they think about when they think about success. Yes. Yes. There, There is, and the reason I believe he says that, what you just quoted from him, is because of what, uh, which is on page 31 in my Kindle <laughs> infographic, uh, in my infographic one, I don't know what page it is for you if you have the physical, but um, I think I think what all of that boils down to, and the reason why that may not be uh, the best way, uh, as he right. mentions, is because he says here that each of us tend to think we see things as they are, uh, that we are objective, but not in this case. We see the world not yes. as it is, but as we are. Right, and that's exactly what the problem was with his son, as we were talking about right. from our retaining memory as we read this inside out, is that we see it as as we are, not as the world actually is, uh, because our lens or view of life, you know, is based very much on our circumstances, our nurture, um, what our experiences, and so that's how we see it. And right. so, of course, everything that we see and judge in the world is very subjective. Right. It's it, not as objective as we think it is. It's limited. It's limited. It's limited. It really right. is. And that's why he that's why he was, you know, annoyed with that, you know, that guy on the subway who wasn't controlling his kids. Right. He was limited in the fact that he didn't know no. that 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 man's wife had just died. Right. Right. He didn't know that. And right. if he had, he would have approached the situation completely differently. He's he's just thinking to himself, 
why can you not calm down your kids? Golly, <laughs> it's not that hard. I mean, I'm a dad. I do it too, you know? <laughs> yep. And poor guy, man. I know. It's crazy. I and uh, I underlined this as well. I think I underlined this the first time that I read it. Mm-hmm. So the second time I, I read it just, just, you know, the other day, I tried not to underline as much stuff. Only things that I really wanted to maybe mention here, mm-hmm. but I just tried to kind of soak it in as much as possible when I was reading. But the first time that I went through, I underlined this and it says, you know, talking more about the success principles yes. versus the, um, versus the, you know, good mental attitude and the, um, um, what is he called? The personality ethic. Yes. He says, what we are communicates far more eloquently than anything we say or do. We uh, we all know it. There are people we trust absolutely because we know their character. Yes. Whether they're eloquent or not, whether they have they have human relation skills or not, we trust them and we work su- successfully with them. Right. And, and and that's true. There are people that we trust and we like and we and we can, uh, you know, uh, trust more than others, even though they might not be the smoothest talker or the coolest person in the right. room or whatever. But you trust those people because they're character is high at a high level and they're and the principles that they live by are good right um and uh you know it's funny i actually wrote i don't usually write in my books but i actually wrote underneath this paragraph i wrote i was like but what if you had both <laughs> right and of course he says that later on he talks about you know the the uh, character ethic that's that's the primary thing and that's a great thing to have mm-hmm. but you can also have the personality ethic too you know what i mean you can have both of those it doesn't have to be an either or no but you can you can work on both but the uh character ethic should be the primary focus yes for uh for personal growth personal development and just overall improvement in life right but you can have both right yeah you can yeah you also mentioned um principle earlier as well right and i thought this was so important as we talk about inside out um, and I'm glad that he mentions this when it comes to these principles that we work from the inside out. And uh, he says that there's a principle of process that becoming highly successful. Um, and and I love how he mentions this at the beginning of the book because this is what really draws us in and connects us to one another. Is we all, you know, whether we have everything that we've ever wanted, all the money, you know, all the career success, you know, we still don't find happiness in in those things, you know, and right. he, he draws a lot of different examples out. So if you get the book and read the first part of it, I mean, that's what he lists for several, several pages right. in the inside out as different circumstances where people are not happy, even though they seem to have everything. Um, and so as we work on becoming highly effective, there are, uh, or successful is there are there, there is a process to this. And so he says that there are no shortcuts. We know and accept the principle and the process in the area of physical things as well. So what he means by that is, you know, just as we're born, like he goes through here and he says, you know, a child is born and then a child learns to turn over and then a child learns to sit right, up right, and yeah. the child learns to crawl and then walk and run <laughs> and all of those different things. There is a process to this. And so this principle and these paradigm shifts that we're talking about, it's certainly not sudden. It's going to be a process. It certainly takes time. Yeah. And that's whether whether little things or in small things, everything that we practice, as he mentions later on in the book, becomes a habit. And so just like you've gotten in the habit of going to the gym and working out and things like that, you know, whether it's good or bad for us, every single thing that we do or in the process of doing 
is or is built up to a habit. Right. And so it takes it does take time, especially for these good things that we want to do in our life. Um, concerning this character ethic, it's a process, and so it takes time, which is why we can't get frustrated and give up. Yep, yep, exactly. He also says here, if we want to make, you know, talking similarly to, you know, the point that you were making, relatively minor changes in our lives, we can perhaps appropriately focus on our attitudes and behaviors, but if we want to make significant quantum change, we need to work on our basic paradigms. Right. Right. And it's the similar, you know, uh, again, the gym is just an easy, it's just an easy analogy, but it can be applied to anything. Yes. And and I think we've all done it. We've tried to like, I am going to wake up early or what? Like, and you just like, yeah, that's, I'm determined. I'm, that's what I'm going to do. Right. But, but doing that might make a, a little difference. It might make a little difference, but to really affect that and make a big difference long term, it's the mental paradigm shift that needs to happen. Right. Which is really interesting. Cause obviously I don't, I don't think we think about that no. very often, right? We want to make a change. We want to do something different. We want to add this into our daily routine, our weekly routine. We want to we want to do something different this year or with our lives or or what have you. But we think about the physical outwardly tasks that we need to do right. to make that happen, but right. we don't think about the mental shift that needs to take place in our minds right. to make that happen. Right. Through this book, we will find that it's less about doing and more about being. Yeah, And that's exactly why he starts off with Inside Out and the reason why he starts off with this and why it is it is important to, to read. Um, I know for myself, when I'm reading books, I can oftentimes um, skip uh, maybe some of the stuff at the beginning and get to what we call the meat of the book, you know. Um, but for this, uh, it's super important that you don't do that. And if you're listening to this podcast or watching this and you're like, I, I'm listening to this and this all sounds good, but I have no idea what they're talking about, <laughs> go and get the book, read inside out that first part, and you'll under you'll understand. Yeah, yep, exactly. Um, yeah, and it's definitely interesting as far as when I was reading this. Mm-hmm. I'm just asking, I was honestly just asking myself the question and I'll ask it here. Like, how do we remember to think about the mental mindset shift that needs to happen when we want to make, you know, when we want to make changes in our lives. Right. Right. Like I think, uh, and part of it is literally what we're doing now is we're talking about it yeah. and hopefully discussing this and talking about it will help ingrain that into our brains. The next time that I want to make a change, I want to, you know, start implementing this or start doing that, you know, that I can make that mental mindset shift in order to actually make the long term, the long term um, change, change the, yeah. all the, the long term implementation of that. Um, and I think that's just the question, like, how, like, you know, what do we need to do to remember, remember that? Honestly, right. you know, uh, right. You know, what do you think? I, I think another thing you can do is go back and listen to this podcast <laughs> again and again and again and again. I might have to put this on repeat. <laughs> you may have to put this myself. on repeat to remember, right, just to listen to yourself and remember. Um, this is going to sound really weird, but oftentimes one thing that I do is I just repeat things to myself. And if right. I'm alone, I'll actually talk out loud, right. you know, to try to re- remember and retain things. And uh, if you're a little bit like me, as I mentioned earlier, you know, with this infographics edition that I accidentally uh, purchased, um, <laughs> uh, illustrations always help. And right. so drawing things out, um, repeating things, uh, even, um, you did mention, you did mention discussing, uh, mm-hmm. but even, uh, 
putting th- writing things out and posting it where I see something every single day right, right, is another right. thing that's great for when it comes to retaining mm-hmm. um, is actually writing something out and also acknowledging that you're not going to remember everything. Sure. You know, it would be great for us to be able to remember everything, but that's just not going to happen. And so what's, what's the most important, which we haven't covered this whole chapter um, and we're and we're not going to, but I think you know we've been able to pull and plug the most important parts, and so taking out those most important important parts, writing them down, repeating them to yourself, having a discussion about it, you know, because more than likely, I would say when you read a book, you would remember about. I mean, I've seen different numbers on this, but you would probably remember about three percent of what you've read. You know, you really don't remember a whole lot. Um, I right now, even though I've read the book once and I'm reading it again, I could not list by memory all seven habits. Right. Right. (laughs) So even I would need to write down every single habit. Um, And so that's just that's just how our brain works, though. Yep. Yep. And it's a you know, it's a practice thing. And just, you know, hopefully, you know, we try and do what we can to remember what's most important. Yeah. But um yeah, for sure. So looking at the kind of the last little bit of this chapter here, yes. I'm looking at the the headline that says, the way we see the problem is the problem. Yes. And I kind of mentioned this a little bit when we were practicing remembering, right? I mentioned this a little bit, and he, and he says that exact same thing. The way we see the problem is the problem. Right. And, and that, when he goes on, he takes the, so he, at the very beginning of this chapter, he had examples of like maybe you're someone who thinks this way and you're like oh i'm in debt and i can't get out of debt right you know and i don't know what to do or like i have relationship problems um and i don't know what to do and i we've tried every book we've tried every uh you know counseling session we've right. tried every you know that, that and that's what the personality because he says it right here that the personality ethic tells right. me there must be some new book or some seminar where people get all their feelings out and so that's right. that's again where you talk about the character you know that's the preference that's the mm-hmm. you know if if we were to say better you know that's why he mentions that is because the personality ethic is telling ourselves okay i must not there must be some kind of book or some kind of seminar here that i right. can watch and nothing right. uh, i'm doing is working so right it's the internal versus the external yes and really the the internal is the character ethic and the external is the personality ethic yes and and that's how we, and like I said, that's how, like, I'll look at problems that way often. And I, you know, if I'm not thinking about it, um, if I don't pay attention to the way mm-hmm. I think, I will immediately go to external solutions right. to the problem. And since the problem is internal, he mentions this, to to make it all about external efforts and doing, right. doing, doing, really that's just putting a Band-Aid and covering up what right. really is the problem. And so things may get better for a little while, or you may be able to do something effectively for a little while, mm-hmm. but that's not covering the real issue. Right, right, exactly. And he goes through those, he takes those, a couple of those same paragraphs at the very beginning talking about those problems, and he just asks some questions and kind of digs deeper, which is very interesting, yes. about how to maybe pull out what might be some of the answers or solutions for the to fix the internal problem. Right. Which is again interesting because it helps put you in that same position. You know, if there's a if there's a situation that you're like, what do I do about this? What am I thinking? You know, it just helps turn it and, and turn it into the internal, you know, side of things and help you look at that from an internal um, point of view. Right. Um, it's all about the way you see the problem. Right. Right. So yes, there's a um 
Albert Einstein quote that yes. he has in here as we get into the close of this chapter um, where he talks about in the subheading for this is a new level of thinking because that's really what it takes as we evaluate exactly. inward instead of outward. And so Albert Einstein said this, that the significant problems we face cannot be solved at the same level of thinking we were at when we created them. <laughs> and so it takes kind of, you know, we use this right. word now headspace. It kind of takes a different right. headspace. Um, of course, we can't just look at the problem and think at the same level that we, that we created it. Right. Um, we have to go a little bit deeper. Right. Which um, makes sense. Yeah. Makes sense. I mean, cause you come up with a problem you need to level up your thinking in order to solve that problem. If right. your thinking was already high enough to solve it, you wouldn't have the problem to begin with. Right. And if you're wondering what this whole book about is, it's all about that new level of thinking. Right. It's all it's all about it's all about thinking. It's not as much about doing these habits. And this is why he starts off with the inside out as we've mentioned is that it first starts with ourselves. Right. And so that's that's why he starts off this book, and that's really what the whole book is about as right. we move forward, because right. next is an overview of these habits, mm-hmm. so he actually does an overview before he gets into each one specifically, and then we'll right. break one, With each one apart. With the first few being inside habits, yes. and then the last few being outside habits. Right, which most people picking up the book or reading the title would think, that's what I was surprised by when I first read it, right. was these first couple are... Inward, they're not so like no one actionable. Else is, right? They're, I mean, we'll get into it more, but like, but it's not like it's not like wake up at five a.m. <laughs> right? <laughs> you know what I mean? That's right. not the internal habit. No, no. But in our, you know, in our humanness, if I can say that, we we think that you know, waking up at five a.m. and going to the gym and doing these different outward things that we can tell and show other people, that's what's really right. going to impress them. But we can't get there until we solve what's on the inside first. Right. 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 Yeah, that's great. And I'll probably, I'll close with this. This is Go uh, ahead. one of my favorite quotes from this chapter, maybe my favorite quote from this chapter. And it sums it up. It yeah. sums up the whole inside out uh, ideal um, yep. and the, the whole thought process behind okay. it. It says the inside out approach says that private victories precede public victories. Yep. That making and keeping promises to ourselves precedes making and keeping promises to others. Mm-hmm. Right. And, uh, and that's true. And, uh, you know, it's just again reminding you that everything starts. The solution to every problem really starts from within. Yes, and it's not an external. There, there are no external solutions to no. our problems. Right, and the internal problems that we have and that need to be fixed take a lot more working and a lot more yeah. work and intentionality right. than the outward. But we will only achieve the outward when we get the inward fixed. Yep. 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 Exactly. Well. Um, I th- I don't think I have anything else left. I do here. not. Do you? I do not. All right. It's a pretty dense inside out chapter there. That it's is a, pretty that dense. That is a dense introductory uh, chapter without actually getting into any of the habits at all. That is actually still no, pretty dense. It and, is. And like I said, I think a lot of people might. You know, I think that's an easy thing to overlook. Yeah. Actually, when 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 reading this book, even <laughs> you know, you may just mentally just kind of clock out and you're like, when do I get to the habits? Right. And then let me read when I start with the habits. But knowing, like knowing this beforehand, lays the groundwork. Right, right, and it I really ho- does. Yeah, and we hope that um, as as we go along, you know, we'll we'll give more retaining and reading tips as we go. But as I mentioned, I think as we get deeper, especially into this book and to others moving in the future, we'll find that this becomes a lot more um, than just reading. 
this, you know, when we when we do read books, it comes it becomes a lot more than just gaining the knowledge, but actually uh, applying it to our lives. Yeah. Which I think this is why, and this is why we chose to do this book first for this podcast exactly. uh, because it hits the heart of that matter, and that's what we wanted to convey. So, yep, good job, man. All right, well, this has been fun. It has been. Let's do this again next week. All right, all right. See so you the next week we will go over the Seven Habits Overview yeah. chapter. Right, so it's part one, the Seven Habits and Overview. That's the chapter we'll do next week. Yes. And then after that, we will get into the first habit. We will. We will get there eventually, but not this week and not next week. Not next week, no. (laughs) Go get the book, read it with us. We hope you enjoy this. All right. Sounds good. 